Action Park Media. Hi, I'm Ethan Suplee. Welcome to American Glutton. Outside of acting, my two favorite things to do are diet and eat. I have a very complicated relationship with food, and on this podcast, we're going to talk about all of it. Food as entertainment. Food as sport. Food as fuel. I'll talk to experts and the average person, just like you and me. I hate to ask you to do anything, but if you're enjoying the show, please take a moment to like, subscribe, rate, review, all of the above on whatever app you're getting it from. Paige Dorian Nee Goodman. No, Paige Crespo. Nee Goodman, Nee Dorian, Nee Dorian. Uh, forget it. Mary Paige Dorian, yeah, welcome to the American Glenn podcast. Wow, it went so downhill. <laughs> Energy really petered out. Um, okay. Hey. Listen, happy new year. Happy new year. You know what? 2022. I, 2022. Two. Part two. I know. The redux. Does this mean we get another shot at 2020 and we just start our calendars over? It'd be great. But at this point, I don't trust that anything would be different. Well, but that's what I mean. Maybe it's just going to be a repeat of 2020. Oh, fuck. (laughs) No, no, no. It's January 3rd, Monday. There is no reason not to begin the first day of the rest of your life. That's right. But are you faced with existential dread like I am? Paige, I sometimes don't know what to do with my life. Huh. Does this happen to you? Well, yeah, because I think this time of year can bring up these, well, what did I do last year? Where am I in my life? What are my goals? Forget health and wellness, but just in general, and I'm getting older. Yeah. It can really be a time you, I think you gotta be, you gotta be busy. I think we're leading people into like the hopelessness with this. Sounds like the most depressing episode ever. Can we just restart? It's 2022. It's an opportunity. Okay. Listen, I just want to talk for a minute about that moment when you realize that you are totally apathetic towards the world and you at one time had lots of goals and you're kind of adrift in this what's the point of anything and i can get into it because what's the point of monday and what's the point of new year's and it's all these weird agreements like fiat currency is utterly meaningless it's some guy in in the fed who's just pressing buttons and poof there's another trillion us dollars in circulation it doesn't mean anything and the not knowing what to do is painful it can be actually physically painful i'm sure somebody who's listening to this could be like well no that's called depression and fine maybe um the thing i hang on to is this little glimmer of light that I can find in my mind of I once had a purpose and I once had a desire to do something and then I have to grab onto it and fight my way. You know, have you ever had a a dream where you're stuck and you can't move? 
Mm-hmm. And then the only way it's almost like it takes this big gust of energy and you jostle yourself out of it and you go like, no, just fucking put your shoes on and go for a walk and then like figure out what you're going to eat after. Like you just have to move and you have to do something that's the opposite of what you're thinking, which is don't get out of bed, pull the covers over your head and don't do anything because what is the point? Yes, I have had that type of dream and you have to force your body with every bit of energy in the world. So I could liken that to this time of year where you feel like you've been like possibly walking through mud toward the end of last year and you're so down and you're like, I gotta do something. So you're saying just get out and start. I feel like I'm scaring you a little bit. Number I mean, one. I didn't know you had this dread going fair. on and I'm really worried. <laughs> I, yes. Yeah, so I understand you being worried and I want you to know that I'm okay. Okay. But I think this is something that like, you know, there are a few, there are a multitude of things that like aren't openly discussed. And it's like, I don't think everybody always knows what to do. Yeah. right to win this game mm-hmm. <laughs> like whatever i i mean i look around and i go like who's really winning jeff bezos he doesn't have hair but otherwise he seems to be pretty much winning he has all the money uh he's in good physical health from all appearances like what more does that guy want i'm sure there's something he wants but he's like giving away hundreds of millions of dollars and like retiring and buying big boats and like I imagine that that guy doesn't have many moments where he wakes up and he's like, I can't get out of bed. Right. Okay. 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 Hold on. I don't know. Yeah. He may not be going to make an argument that Jeff Bezos, life is so hard. No, 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 no. I don't think his life is difficult, but I think it's the grass is greener on the other side. And and yeah, maybe he's got finance worked out success in his, in his uh, business, this, that, whatever. He's got all these things. He went to space in a spaceship that looked like a penis. That's cool. Um, But I don't know when he lays his head down at night, what is bothering him? What's troubling him? Does he have a family thing? Is there a sickness in a friend? Like this is the thing. And this is why whatever we're diverting, but it's like, you don't know what's going on with another person. I, toward the end of last year, someone that I, um, I was not close to them at all, just peripherally knew of them, uh, passed away from something that was completely hidden. No one knew that they had been fighting this particular sickness. And it was like an insane shock. And they had an amazing life on the outside. And then we didn't know they were, no one knew they were dealing with this thing. So I'm just saying, who knows what anybody's. 100%. I guess I'm more looking at the idea that when I look at people who are successful at whatever they're doing, Mm -hmm. I assume they are better adept at beating whatever barriers they're confronted with. So, you know, I, again, can't imagine what like an Elon Musk has the full weight of the government against him at certain points. And he's just beating them. Right. However, maybe he's not, he just paid 11 billion in taxes. So maybe he's not totally beating them, but whatever, he's still successful despite Uh, these huge barriers. I don't have any governments against me. So I can only think of this in terms of what I have. And I'm just saying, I have instances where I have no idea what to do. Mm. And what I've found 
that is the only thing to do. And it's not necessarily the right thing to do, because again, I don't know what to do is to do something, right? Something, anything, put on my shoes, go for a walk, get up, make food that I have uh, hammered into my mind is the right choice of foodstuffs to eat, giving into that desire to lay in bed and wallow in this nothingness in this existential dread has never been the right choice for me ever. Okay. No, I hear that. I hear that. that so makes if sense. you are waking up on January 3rd with existential dread, my suggestion is to do something. Mm-hmm. I don't know okay. what that is. Yeah, it could be different for every person, but it's a key point. Do something. Do Do something. something. Yeah. Let's talk about the title of this episode. Yeah. It's time to work. (laughs) Yeah. It's time to work. So we play these games with dates and 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 times and all of this, and we give them meaning, and they can mean whatever whatever we decide they mean at the end of the day. But like, it's twenty twenty two. Let's do something. What are we going to do this year? What fantastic thing are we going to do this year? What are you going to do this year? (laughs) Okay. Uh, I've been thinking about this. Um, How do I phrase this? This year, I am going to, from a realization that we don't have endless time, right? I'm going to do the things that I keep saying I'm going to do. And I don't mean traveling and I don't mean, you know, whatever I mean, I'm going to save money for the future. I am getting older, you know, like I'm going to actually do that this year. And I made a plan as to how to do that every single month with my husband, what I'm going to do and where I'm going to put it, you know? Okay. So that's one. Amazing. giving you one. I love it. Amazing. (laughs) But it's from that thing of like, I don't know if it's getting older or what, but it's like, let's talk about diet and exercise. Like, well, I'll get in shape eventually, or I'm going to get in the this, or I'm going to blah, blah, but we're running out of time. And that's like a really dark thought, but eventually we run out of time. So when are we going to do it? All right. Do you have some kind of a physical goal for this year? I do. And, and okay. You don't have to say what it is, but. Do are you thinking more in terms of how you're going to not only achieve that physical goal but maintain it to next year? Yes. Amazing. Yes, and um, some of the things that you know we've talked about or you've talked about with other guests or whatnot over these last episodes leading up to this time of the year, right? Of like, um, have really hit home with me personally. Of like just. For me, I'm not looking for instant gratification anymore. I'm looking for a long-term change so I don't ever have to do this again. And so, yes, I've made a plan of what I'm going to do. I changed my goal from vanity because that's like a byproduct, like fitting into smaller clothes or looking better or whatever I think is better is it's a byproduct of a choice to be healthy and maintain my weight when I get to where I want to be, because it's a healthier place to be. Um, and the physical exercise, it doesn't have to be that I want to look like, uh, like I want to have Madonna's arms in the eighties or nineties or probably now too. It's not that that's not 
the most important thing to me. It's just feeling fit and feeling good and not feeling like shit after eating. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, we could go down a whole thing, but I'm just saying, yes, I have made those goals and I know how I'm going to do it. And because for me, it's like, yeah, I can say this every year, every six months or whatever, but like, I'll get to a point eventually where I won't have the opportunity to change it if I don't change it. Yeah, no, that's true. I, 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 my whole goal is to build a little bit of muscle and get a little bit leaner. That's my whole goal. And so I'm going to be working on that for the year. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. You had visible abs, right? And then you had the other thing, like another muscle you wanted to see. I wanted my obliques to show. I got lean enough that if I held the skin taut, Mm -hmm. you could see them, but you couldn't see them unless I was holding the skin taut and I have loose skin. And I think we should talk about loose skin as much as possible. But so I thought the picture looked a little weird when I was holding the skin and I didn't like it. It made me uncomfortable. And if I wasn't holding the skin, you just saw my abs. Mm-hmm. And so that's a weird one. We're like, yeah, I, I guess I did it. Um, but I felt like it was a little bit of a cheat to show it. And then I, the picture looked weird. Mm-hmm. Okay. But you technically did yeah. achieve that. Yeah. Okay, I mean, so I, I did what I could, you know, this, uh, this is another thing. Um, that I think is good to talk about. There are structural things with bodies where it's like, if you're, if you've got a goal, that's purely vanity, there are going to be some scenarios where it's like, you know, no matter what, I'm never going to be as tall as LeBron James. So I've got to understand that, right? That's a gross example or a hyperbolic example, I guess. Um, I have loose skin. I've had surgery to remove loose skin and I still have loose skin. I, th- I just have to get okay with that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I am. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not super confident in how I look. I don't walk around going like, check me out, but I'm not walking around going, what the fuck is this? Right. Which, so if we're thinking about loose skin and massive weight loss, It's really not, and maybe it's talked about more today, but when I lost a bunch of weight, I had no idea that this was going to, I kept waiting for the skin to start to go away and it wasn't, and it didn't. And this was really, really upsetting. Is there something to losing weight in a slower way that prevents that? Or is it just like, this is just how it is. You lose a lot of weight. You're going to have some loose skin. I, I mean, different, there, there are, there are a multitude of factors at play, right? Skin is built to stretch once it stretches and is held stretched for a certain amount of time. And I don't think there's like a, I think genetics plays a factor in this, but so for different people, it could be different amounts of time. Once your skin grows to a new size, it's like saying, I want to diet my fingers away. Mm. we know that this is not going to happen, right? So it's mm-hmm. the same thing. Once your skin has grown, if you, and people talk about fasting as a potential solution for reduction of excess skin, total bullshit. Hmm. Guess what extreme fasting will get you to before it start, your body starts consuming skin. You're going to lose your hair. You're going to uh, 
start having real severe dental problems from a lack of calcium. You're going to eat up all your fat and going to be working on muscle. Your body's going to be consuming muscle and you're going to go into organ failure and die before you have eaten up loose excess skin. So this idea that fasting is going to cure it. No, your body does not catabolize skin. Skin is an organ. Your body has available to it when it is being deprived of energy, muscle and fat, mostly fat, fat first, and then muscle as a backup. That's what it's consuming. It's not consuming your organs. Those are the last resort for your body to start consuming. And guess what? When your body starts consuming your organs, which skin is one of them, you're going to die pretty quickly before you wind up with taut skin. So this is a stupid strategy for handling loose skin. Creams don't do it. Again, think of it this way. I want to use creams to take off some fingers. (laughs) Unless it's acid that you're watching melt away this stuff, this is a stupid strategy. This is not going to work. Now, if you're not confronting, if your stomach doesn't hang over itself, if uh, your breasts don't hang, oh, you know, for a dude, I guess girls to some degree, mostly they do hang. This is not the conversation we want to have, but like (laughs) for a dude, if you've gotten so big that your breasts now are hanging and there's, you know, a fold of skin there with your stomach, there's a fold of skin there. That skin's not going away from diet. It's just not period. It has grown to a new size. So we just have to understand, or one who has massive weight loss would just have to understand this is this is what's going to happen. Like you've said before, it doesn't get talked about enough. It really doesn't. And 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 like I think that it's uh, an important thing to talk about. You know, like if you're just sliding into January first or third, um, and you're really confronting massive weight loss, think about that. And and so you you know you don't want to wind up disappointed. At no point have I gone. Well, I wish I was fat again. I will say there were points where I was so disappointed, so disappointed that it was a good rationalization to stop doing my diet because of it. But having been leaner with a lot of excess skin, I found that to be preferable to morbidly obese. Having had some skin surgery, I will say, I don't think I would do that again. If I could fully understand everything I went through in doing that, I don't think I would do that again. I would try to live with the skin. Okay. That's, I'm not telling people they should do that. And by the way, I had the surgery 16 years ago. I'm sure people have made many advancements in the area and it could probably be done a lot better. And not everybody has the anxiety and mental baggage that I have that I, I fucked it all up basically. Right. So I'm not saying you shouldn't do that. It's also expensive, but you know, I, I feel real empathy for people. And by the only because I also tried it, I tried these seaweed wraps where they'd wrap you up with like minerals and seaweed, like in a, like a, like a mummy and you couldn't move. And I was told that was going to reduce skin. Didn't do it. I had these weird UV light machines on my skin that didn't do it. All kinds of creams and various uh, forms of dieting to reduce skin. It's all BS. And it's BS because it's not really something 
it's not a good selling point of massive weight loss. Like it's a deterrent, you know, and it can be really disappointing. So I think it's a little bit obscured from the public eye or taboo at least and shocking to people when they see it. Like what's happening? What is this? You, you, you know, you, you look almost cartoonish with your skin. Right. And so uh, it's obscured from the conversation to some degree. And is there something to like uh, exercising while losing weight? This is purely just, is this true? I've heard this. Like the, if you're exercising and building muscle as you're also losing fat, does that um, counteract some of those loose skin, you know, the effects, like, does it reduce the chance of having so much loose skin or no? No. What it can do is I think that there can be times and this happened to me too, where you lose weight very, very fast and you're losing it in an, in a really unsustainable manner. And you're losing it so extremely that you're also your body's also consuming lean tissue and muscle, right? When you say lean tissue, you can think like it's consuming skin. No, that's an organ. It's consuming muscle and fat. And so then you wind up having lost all this stuff and you, and you have maybe more pronounced loose skin simply because you've, your body has consumed some of the muscle too. But really, when you think about... Um, the density and weight of muscle versus fat, man, if I wanted to go back and try to figure out how much muscle I'd have to put on to fill up all my loose skin, it's such an astronomical amount that it's impossible. Like if I was as big as the biggest, craziest mass monster bodybuilders, I wouldn't, I would still have loose skin, right? Yeah. Those guys are like 300 pounds. Their 300 pounds is a lot smaller than 300 pounds where you're predominantly fat. Mm -hmm. That's bigger. Mm -hmm. I was 500 pounds. I was over 500 pounds. So, I mean, I'd have to be like, I don't know, 700 pounds of muscle to right. fill up my loose skin. So this is not also a good strategy. Now, I personally prefer the way I look with more muscle than I do with less muscle. So that is my strategy is retaining as much muscle as possible. Right. Yeah. That's my strategy. Maybe you want to look like heroin chic. And in that case, you don't care about retaining muscle. Mm -hmm. this, is, this is not my determination to make. Right. Right. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Okay. But, you know, really good to point out, I think, because I, I know a girl who lost weight, a bunch of weight last year, and she was shocked by the loose skin, like nothing she ever thought of. So yeah. I think it's, it's good to mentally prepare and to know like this is very likely coming. Yeah. I mean, it really depends on how much weight you're losing and how long you've been overweight. And yes, there's many factors, but yes, if you've got, if you're losing a uh, 50 or more pounds, you're most likely going to have loose skin and no amount of vitamin E or, you know, sunlight is going to it, really think of it like your fingers. Mm -hmm. You're not going to suntan your fingers away unless you develop melanoma in them and they have to be cut off. Right. Mm -hmm. This is, that is like a stupid strategy. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. The other thing I've been thinking about too is 
structural problems in people. And I wanted to say, like, I have my left leg is like a full centimeter shorter than my right leg. And this has given me a ton of, and I have flat feet and um, walking and running is really uncomfortable or can be. So I have to put a lift in my shoe and uh, be aware of that. And I've looked at, I've, I've tried different orthotics and some help more than others. And I just think that there can be certain, like, I think there's nothing better than figuring out a program and starting it like some kind of a diet exercise combo. But then there are other things that you can look at to fix your life so that it's more conducive to doing this stuff, right? Have you done blood work? Have you been checked for autoimmune? There's a lot of autoimmune in America, and that can be a contributing factor to what you're going through, right? Like if you have Epstein-Barr and are just tired all the time and you're going like, no, I just need to pump myself up and get to the gym. It's like, yeah, okay, get to the gym, but also like be aware of this condition that you have and what's, how's that going to affect you, right? Mm -hmm. Or if you have some kind of Hashimoto's or celiac and like I think about Dr. Nadolsky, who's an amazing guy. And he was posting one day like chickpea pasta. And I was like, what's this? And he told me, I, I believe he has Hashimoto, like a mild form of Hashimoto's something. I could be totally wrong, but he does have something where he's a, a bit intolerant to gluten. Shocking to me that he had that because he's like very much like the food is not a problem guy, which I agree with. But if eating something causes a bad reaction in your body, maybe don't eat that and figure out what that is and get tested for that stuff. And I really want um, to offer solutions that are ultimately not cost prohibitive. And I think ultimately, no matter what your situation is, you can go on a diet and it's cheaper, right? Even if you just go from eating three Big Macs a day to two, and you're now in a bit of a deficit, that to me is better than being in a surplus and only eating McDonald's, right? So no matter what you're doing, I think you can start to address this in a, in a way that it's free or you even save money. I don't think it all has to cost a lot. You know, As long as you're not being pinned down to the ground, you can exercise. You can walk in place. That's exercise, right? If it's mm -hmm. if you live in Antarctica or anywhere that it snows, I think people who live in the snow, like I don't understand you. You know. <laughs> yeah, you have a, a a great point on you know because I think living in Los Angeles, especially, but let's just say being online, right, and on Instagram and all these people that we follow and see, and there's all this stuff now about like this expensive plan or. You can even pick up a book and then it's like, you know, if you want this extra special help, then pay here and pay there. Not to say there's something wrong with, obviously you have to pay for things sometimes, but such a good point that you can do it cheaply. We have the internet, <laughs> like we have the internet. We can literally research anything. Right. If you're listening to us talk, you've got a phone or a computer or however you're getting it. You're that far. Right. Mm -hmm. So we can assume that the people who are listening to this have the internet. I think yes. that's a safe assumption. To make. I think so. <laughs> but yeah, no, you're, you're right. There are genuine things that people have, whether it's, there are genuine physical conditions 
that with just a little bit of help and further research and whatnot, you can assist your program as you're going for sure. And I think it's not a bad idea to have it be specific, right? Instead of this ambiguous, like malaise, I'm always tired in the afternoon, right? I can address that in many ways and I can, I can try to figure it out so that I mitigate that issue as much as possible. The fundamental thing that I find to be useful is do something, do something right. And then start trying to figure out how to make that something that you're doing easier, better, more efficient, more effective, uh, become tactical about it. How are you going to do this long term? Are you going to do this with progressive overload involved? Are you going to increase your pace? Are you going to try to push harder and longer? I think it's um, kind of bullshit to just assume everybody can go from total failure to like just suck it up, pull your boots up, right? Like, I that is helpful to me now. Like, I can think about that and go like, yeah, get your shit together, dude. Yeah, I can. I'm going to go and do something. But there was a time in my life where that wasn't useful. That idea of just like toughen up, right? Yeah. I like toughen up now. Toughen up today communicates to me and I get into it. And I'm like, yeah, fuck yeah. I'm going to get tough and hard and right and do this mm-hmm. stuff. There was a time in my life where that wasn't going to communicate anything. Wasn't going to inspire anything. Yeah, it's like overwhelming to some people. Yeah. That, that so, where you're like, I can't, I just need a small step. Right. So what's the bridge? The bridge is do something, mm-hmm. right? And I sometimes have to like, just go like, I'm a total failure and that's how I feel. And, and you could argue with me about how I'm not, and that's fine. I still have this perception of myself and I have to convince myself that I'm not by taking one thing. Can I get my shoes on? Yeah. I can always do that. Mm-hmm. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. I was 530 pounds and there was never a day where I couldn't get my shoes on. So that's my beginning. That's kind of the, the, the barometer I use. Like that's, that's the kind of lowest point where I'm thinking I can't do anything. And somehow that's helpful to me. And I'm not saying it has to be shoes for everyone, but what's a small thing you can do. Can I pull the covers off of my face in the morning, right? Like Mm -hmm. I'm going to lay here with the covers over my face. Okay. Can I pull them off? Yeah, I've done that. What can I do next? What's next? Right. And build on it. What's next? I've put my shoes on. Can I walk out the front door? I've walked out the front door. What's next? Can I walk down to the block? And eventually maybe you stop and you go like, no, I can't climb Mount Everest today, right? You've walked all the way to Kathmandu and you're at the foot of the Himalayas and you go like, today's not the day for Mount Everest, right? Okay. You got to build up to that. Fine. Do something. Yeah. Let's get some work. Yeah. So like circling back to the beginning of this episode, when you talked about existential dread and really kind of uh, took it down. <laughs> I got my shoes on him, but listen, I know, and I'm I cheated today. Okay. I cheated today because I put on Crocs <laughs> and you don't have to tie Crocs, but I got them on my feet page. Yeah. And I walked out my front door and I went on a January 3rd walk and I made it here to talk to you. So I did stuff trying to tell me I didn't do anything. No, I'm not saying you didn't. And I just want to sidebar on your love of Crocs, which 
has really, I mean, you really love Crocs. They're super comfy. Camouflage Crocs. You have solid color Crocs. It's bullshit because it is a cheat on a day when you're going, can I put my shoes on? And part of that's tying your shoes. And then you go like, but the Crocs are right next to them. I'm just going to put the Crocs on. And it's it's a bit of a cheat. And I will admit that. And I don't think cheating is good all (laughs) the time. But today I put on Crocs. It's okay. That's what you needed to do. But you got out. I got them on my feet. I sat up in bed. I got these things on my feet, these protective things called Crocs on my feet that just basically make sure that I don't pick up staff or tetanus on the ground outside, right? I got them on. There's some embarrassment still because they were never cool. Um, Although I think Post Malone wears them now, so they're maybe becoming cool. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe I was ahead of my time. My kids have always hated my shoes. I used to wear Solomon's and they'd think they were so stupid. And now it's Crocs and they think it's so stupid. But whatever. This is what I got on. Neither of those you have to tie. Solomon's also have some kind of fancy tie that involves no actual tying. You know what? It gets you. It gets you out. It gets you out. I'm on board with it. My version of that is uh, like the slides, like a flip flop that you just sure you just put on, you know, and you go and you, you go, go and you do some work. So what do you do after you do something? And you then determine work? what you can do and do it. Okay. You know, so this malaise, this, this beginning of the year, possibly some people don't always have this. Some people are like super motivated. They need that date, that arbitrary, it's the beginning of the year, whatever, like some people, and I have done both versions of this, but some people are like, I'm going to hit it hard. Now I'm going to achieve X, Y, Z, whatever, if it's physical or not. But yeah, for people that are potentially not in that place yeah, and maybe a little overwhelmed with, Oh my God. Cause that, that, arbitrary date that beginning of the year can be like a I don't know it can be a little overwhelming because you're you're looking at this thing that you were putting off till now yeah. right if it's exercise diet it's like oh my god I really have to do it now it like I have you can't it's totally different to start on January 10th than January 1st I mean you can do that you made a point last year of saying a bunch of times any day can be January 1st which I totally agree with and believe and think is super helpful. But yeah, it's like you're confronting this thing now that you possibly, one possibly has been putting off until now. You could have been putting it off since Thanksgiving. You could have been putting it off since the summer. Next year will be my year. And now that year is here. So it's time do to work. something. Yeah, it's time something. to work. Time to work. Whatever it is. I just want to keep saying, you better work. (laughs) You got to work, girl. I'm going to the gym. Paige, thank you. Oh, you're going to the gym right now? Right now. I'm fired up. I'm going to the gym. Okay. I'm going to go on a walk. Okay, good. Thank you. you. Bye. (laughs) Thanks for listening to this episode of American Glutton. I'm Ethan Suplee, and as always, joined by my chaperone, Paige Dorian. Follow us on Instagram at American Glutton Podcast. Sincerely.